We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. We see the things we want to see, the things that confirm our assumptions and our preferred way of looking at the world. This was part of Father Richard Rohr's daily meditation this week in a series titled, Learning How to See. The series has included Brian McLaren's insights on how our biases affect our seeing. Life can be frustrating when people don't see things the same way. But people can't see what they can't see. McLaren offers a list of 13 biases and suggests the most powerful one is confirmation bias, where we judge new ideas based on how easily they confirm our current beliefs. Peter hears Jesus teaching that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering, be rejected and killed, and then three days later, rise again. And this does not confirm Peter's current belief system. This isn't what he and the disciples believe the Messiah to be. They envision the Messiah coming in power and glory and wearing a crown. Suffering is nowhere in their current mental image of the Messiah. With Jesus openly teaching something that doesn't confirm what he believes, Peter thinks he's acting as a faithful disciple by taking Jesus aside to rebuke him. Jesus listens to Peter initially, but quickly turns his attention to the disciples and rebukes Peter saying, get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things but on human things. After that short but strong rebuke, Jesus directs his focus to the crowd along with the disciples, saying, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Did you notice that the invitation to follow is being extended broader? Jesus first invited a few fishermen to be his disciples. Now he's casting a wider net saying, if any want to become my followers. But there is a bit of a catch. The invitation has guidelines or maybe a way of living much like we will hear about this coming Sunday in the Ten Commandments. If you want to become my followers, this is what you need to do. Deny self, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. This invitation is not only for the crowd, but for his disciples. They already accepted his initial invitation earlier in the gospel when Jesus spoke to them by the Sea of Galilee saying, follow me and I will make you fish for people. 
Now Jesus is re-inviting them to follow him after explaining the great suffering, rejection, and death that is to come. Jill Duffield, who is the author of our growth group book, Lent in Plain Sight, uses the term Trinity of Discipleship to reference this denial of self, taking up the cross and following, and in addition offers a visual of a three-legged stool of faithfulness. In Sunday's devotion in the scripture, Duffield highlights the importance of the order of this trinity of discipleship. Part of understanding the significance of the order involves understanding how we embody each leg of this stool. Notice that it doesn't say to deny themselves of a certain thing, but to deny themselves. For me, denying self involves letting go of ego, selfish ambitions, and looking out for the proverbial number one, and instead embraces living in a way that looks outside ourselves. We must empty ourselves of self-serving ways because there isn't any room left for the other when we are consumed by our ego. Taking up our cross involves seeing the other, looking to their interests, and offering compassion. Compassion is suffering with another, which Jesus undoubtedly modeled. If we focus on feeding our ego, we don't have the energy or capacity to take up our cross. Only once we have released the weight of self and ego can we begin making space physically and emotionally to take up our cross and embrace whatever is ours to carry. Jesus carried on an actual cross to the end, but the crosses we carry are unique to each of us. We take up our cross each time we risk our self-interest for the sake of others, especially those who are vulnerable and marginalized. Or in more general terms, taking up our cross is living our life for God, even when it is difficult. Once we have set down our ego and taken up our cross, then we can follow Jesus one step at a time. And remember that this is a journey and not a destination. Jesus doesn't say to follow him to a certain place or point, but simply to follow. By following, we will have to deny self over and over again and intentionally take up our cross day after day. This most certainly is not easy, but it is how we follow Christ, focused on the cross and what the cross means to us.
Lent is a really good time to reflect on this trinity of faithful discipleship. How can we as individuals and as a community of faith set down our ego and empty ourselves enough to have the capacity to take up our cross and follow Christ each day? Part of denying self is recognizing our confirmation bias and other types of bias. Acknowledging that just because we don't automatically confirm something does not mean it isn't good or true. It is okay for us to be wrong and to have our perceptions changed. It's actually better than okay because it means that we have the opportunity to learn and to grow. Recognizing that we don't know everything is part of having humility. And humility helps us keep our mind on divine things. If we want to follow Christ, we must set down our ego and recognize that our biases blind us from seeing the world as God sees it. Part of denying self is breaking down the walls of bias to align our vision more closely with God's. Only once we have emptied ourselves are we able to take up our cross and follow. Peter thought that he was being a faithful disciple when he pulled Jesus aside to rebuke him. But as followers of Christ, we must be behind Jesus to follow him. We must keep our eyes focused on Christ so we know how and where to follow. Friends, if we want to be followers of Christ, the path is always in the shadow of the cross because the cross is at the center of our faith. The disciples may have had visions of a powerful Messiah wearing a crown, but God gave us a suffering Messiah who turned the cross, which was designed by the Roman state to instill terror and convey power into a symbol of radical forgiveness and inexplicable grace. We are a people of the cross not a crown. And there isn't a way to God's kingdom that bypasses the cross. May we embrace the trinity of faithful discipleship as we continue journeying through Lent and beyond with our mind set on divine things. May it be so. Amen.